That's great. Intern Annika begins with a cough. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Want a new intern, please? COVID. Yeah. All over the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. This is anti Yes, it is. A podcast all about the movies that are so awesome, you'll squeal with delight. Squeal with delight. I like that a lot, Robert, because the movie we're discussing this week is... Deliverance. Deliverance. And I said it with you. This you week. were in unison. Yeah. We're gay. Yeah. We're gay. I said it with you because yeah. it's your birthday. Well, because it's my birthday. Yeah. It's my birthday. Yeah. I noticed Happy your little. Bir- I've got my little party hat. hat. Yeah. And since you brought up my birthday, it wow. Works. It works. It does it works. still work. Do you know how old this is? <laughs> Probably 40 years old. 42. Uh, Deliverance squealing like a pig. Yeah. Yeah. And our top five this week. River we're, we're movies. Doing river movies. River Phoenix movies. River, no, you know, I, you're taking away my jokes oh, already, aren't you? I was going to name five River Phoenix okay. movies. I was. I was actually going to do that to fuck with you, but I couldn't think of five. <laughs> I was going to say, My Own Private Idaho. That's it. My Own and, Private Idaho. Stand ra- by me in My Own Private Idaho. <laughs> no scoops. <laughs> our top five last week. Oh, Yeah. Top five we, we ocean ocean. Movies. Notice we have the theme of ocean movies and river movies. What's too. the theme? Well, because well, a body of water. Mm-hmm. Oh. A body of water. I didn't get that. Yes. Oh, yes, I think you did. I didn't get that. Ocean, river. Are we doing top five like uh, uh, Coca-Cola movies <laughs> next week or like top five? Uh, 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 movies that take place in a bay. A bay movies. movies. A, yeah, maybe, Michael Bay movies. <laughs> Michael Bay movies. That's very funny. Swimming movies. Then we'll do pools. Pool, pool the pools. We'll do the swimmer. Bert I like Lancaster. how you said a body of a, a body of water, and yeah. I immediately went to Coca Cola. Yes, like, you did. I, I was of. trying to see the link between the two. <laughs> I was going for liquid. Liquid. Okay. Mm, yeah. Well. Rain. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. As far as last week with ocean movies, yes. we got a lot of feedback, didn't we? Let's share a few, Go shall we? It. Okay. Uh, Jaws, of course. Of Das Boot. That was mentioned. I think. Can I tell you? Did something? you ever see Hold that on, movie? Wait. I got I to gotta say this. Yeah. The first movie you said, Jaws, guess what I watched this week? Did you? I watched Jaws this week. Wait, you're going out of order. I know, but, supposed to but save you just mentioned review. Jaws. How can I not acknowledge it? I put it? Jaws in that special category of you forget how good the movie is till you see it again. Do you we'll agree with that? talk about it. Oh, I think my buddy disagreed with that statement. Mm, maybe. We'll okay. see. Yeah. Uh, das Boot. Das uh, Boot. Das Boot. The Hunt for Red October. The Deep. Uh, another person wrote The Big Blue. Mm-hmm. Men of Honor. Um, the comedy. Titanic. Blue Crush. The Abyss. Which Life I of Pi. Yes. You know, were those animals real? <laughs> Uh, Ira and I have an inside joke about this movie (laughs) because a friend of ours saw this movie and did not believe that the animals were fake. Thought they were real the entire time. That's kind of the whole point of the movie. I I hope that person's not listening to us now. (laughs) I seriously doubt he will be. Yeah. Uh, Get it! Or a listener who likes to go out of his way to include movies we didn't necessarily mention. Get it! Yeah, okay, Life of High, we already said. Get it! And you know what? What? That's pretty good. That's really no, good. No, I really like that. Gotta give Gidget, that to him. Yeah. Hard to leave off Frankie and Annette, but I had to go with Sandra D and the Big Kahuna. Yeah. The Big Kahuna. He also mentioned Moby Dick. That's good. And Das Captain Boot. Captain Courageous. Courageous. That's, I never, I've heard of it. 1935 movie. Others include, this person breaks it down, Old School Das Boot. New, okay, we already mentioned Life of Pi. Uh, the Deep Master and Commander. You mentioned that. I mentioned that. Robert. Yep. Das Boot, Muni on the Bounty. Uh, I guess people like Das Boot, huh? Yeah, I guess or, so. Or maybe that's just the, the audience we you play to. You the know, das the boot cinematographer audience. was on roller skates. Oh, was he? Yes, it was so confined to, and going around that, that he was on skates. 
I don't think I do that. Mm-hmm. I'm full of. Or maybe you I, told I can me teach that, you things. And I forgot it. Probably so. Um, now, someone else wrote in Waterworld. So I playfully said, Waterworld. And she said, all right, it's a guilty pleasure. So she mentioned that. <laughs> Beaches, uh, Men of Honor, Fighting Nemo. And Beaches. What? Well, yeah, I know. Oh, this person did mention the famous scene with Deborah Kerr and Burt Lancaster mm, from, from Here to Eternity. Eternity yeah. yeah, that famous, famous scene, Castaway. And then I got a phone call. I got a phone call this morning. Uh-oh. Someone mentioned Mr. Roberts because they're on a ship on an ocean. Mr. Roberts? Yes. Yeah, Jack Lemmon. He won the Oscar for that Oh, I never film. saw it. Yeah, I never saw it either. But, huh. it took, but he was like in the Navy on a ship at sea. So there you well, go. Well, we both don't like movies. So. No, I hate well, both of us. So, hey, someone else was pleading to mention this, even though it's two weeks off now. But let's just squeeze this in for uh, he just listened to the you podcast. You like squeezing things in. Right. Historical epics, because we were talking about. Um, oh, what was it? It was about. Wait, <laughs> give me a look. Our top five two weeks ago. Oh, man, I can't even remember. I can't remember what they were. He didn't put that at the top, but I'm going to say uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Well, this doesn't make sense if we don't. 55 Days in Peking. Look it up. I'll ask our intern. Robin Hood, the 2010 Ridley Scott version. Um, Instagram is probably the easiest way to find it. mm, Yeah, she'll get that. Uh, Siege. Uh, uh, Oh, Siege movies. Siege movies. So he wanted us to include some of his favorite Siege movies. There we go. And I promised we'd squeeze that in. Did you say all of them? No. Cartoon? Robin no, I said four out of the five. 55 oh. Days of Peking, Kingdom of Heaven. Those were under siege movies. That's right. So he said, look, I know I'm a week late. Can we squeeze that in? Squeezed in. Good. You love squeezing epic oh, things in. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Robert. Hey, you know, I, you got, want, yeah, I have yeah, a story supposed, for you. Yeah, oh, yeah? Um, the other day, I joined this club. Yeah, do tell. Right? It's a hair club. Right? Hair club for men. Yeah, yeah. I joined it. Yeah. And I was like, all right. We'll see how this goes. Because, you know, I'm kind of losing some hair up top. A little bit. And I joined the club, and yeah. I'm sitting around talking to all these guys, and they were like, yeah, 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 we got some great formula for you and everything, but in order for us to give you the formula to rub on your head and grow some hair, you're going to have to pay for it. I said, no way. They said, yeah, yeah, but, you know, with that comes a lifetime membership. And I said, so wait, I, I pay for the, the formula, I get to grow my hair, and I get to be part of the club? And they said, yeah. I said, all I have to do is just pay my dues. It took you so fucking long to get to a rhyme with the word news. I was holding my breath as the longest 47 second intro to get the fucking rhyme that rhymes with news. And that's right. It's time for in the news. We got to work on that segue, I tell you. But I, I kind of like did. I kind of like what you just did. I did. Hey, point number one. You ready for this? Yeah. The shit has hit the fan with yeah, Ellen DeGeneres. Are you, are you up oh, okay. on this? Yes, okay. Wait, yes, yes, you're yeah, okay. Ellen talk, talk, talk. What do you know about litigation, man? No, oh, so this awesome. Is, you were right. You were the first one in our podcast about a year ago mm-hmm. to say, no, she's not a nice person. That persona is bullshit. I've heard stories. I've yeah. heard people that have worked with her, and she's just, uh, she's a nightmare. Um, and it's weird. I used to love Ellen DeGeneres. Like, way back in, like, the early 90s, her stand-up was great and everything. But... You can kind of see she's just become bitter, and I think she's kind of trying to hide that, mask that as much as possible. Yeah. People are pissed. That cunt, she's going down. Mm. There's something so American about this. So This, ladies and gentlemen, is America, where we take somebody who's a little too big for their britches, (gasps) and we rip them down, and we, we scold them. But here's the thing. Like a phoenix from the ashes, oh, yeah. she will come back. She'll come back. Ellen will come back, yeah, as, and as all as will what? be forgiven, and mm. she will be, like, th- this is a rite of passage. And when she goes through this, if she can come back, Do you think she'll be she's forgiven? She's cemented, yes. Now, we yes, do have I a do. short attention span. 
the masses do have it's a gonna short be a couple t- years yeah but she'll come out with something either a new tv show or new something 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 everybody's gonna love and ellen degeneres will then be cemented forever i'm telling you that's the way this works but people like kevin spacey are gone forever correct if he can come back from well that, he'd be but he won't he, yeah, he, he can't, can't come back. have can't yeah yeah but ellen he's too so, burned uh, you know, celebs who've been on the show are actually coming forward and saying how terrible she is. Yeah, I don't know how many celebs. They're not a kind of, list. Yeah, these are you notice that? Some like, like you know, there's like nine. I, I only knew one. Yeah. I only knew one out of the nine. <laughs> yeah. That I know, I know. But um, I guess the A-list celebs can't really come out yeah, against her. They can't do that. that. They're shooting themselves in the foot. You know, something that uh, I had heard on the Adam Carolla podcast, and I mentioned it to you. That's a really good. <laughs> it's a it's a really good kind of. Uh, observation which is do you remember a couple years ago it wasn't even two uh, years ago i guess it was like maybe a year ago she was at that football game with george w bush do you oh, remember this yeah and, and she was photographed chatting with him to bush and how it and something that was really interesting that they said is you know when that story broke everybody was like oh boy ellen's gonna get it ellen ellen's in trouble how come nobody ever said hey bush is in trouble for talking to I the know. lesbian. I, I, he's betrayed his his conservative yeah. Christian. For talking to a liberal uh, yeah. lesbian. Yeah. Yes, you're right. 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 So which side is more intolerant? Well, it's kind which of Which side revealing. is more intolerant? We all just knew. And and when Adam said it, he was like, I didn't even think about it at the time. It yeah. took him months to, yeah. to come to that yeah. realization. But yeah. it's so true that we all just expected, well, the, the left is going to be the one that's all pissed off yeah. about this. Yeah. Why? How about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that? There you go. Yeah. She's going down. Is there a part of you that wants to see her burn? Well, I th- I think Anne Hayes is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, like Britney Spears. Like we love to, to burn them down, but then we like to rebuild them back. Mm-hmm. And that that's the American story, I think. You know, this kind of ties in with what we were saying last week about Tom Hanks and Henry Winkler. Mm-hmm. When I asked you that great question, I said, "Are you? do you find comfort in that they don't hate each other? Or is it a little bit disappointing? And you said it was kind of both. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's sort of both because we sort of like that. I that wonder if Henry maelstrom. Winkler doesn't like Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks is a pedophile and his name is on the Epstein manifest. I've been hearing about that. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been hearing heard about, about that, right? That. Yes, yes. Is he going down? Uh, apparently. I, I, he went down under. He went down <laughs> under. And, you know, he yes, know. basically ducked out to, uh, you didn't get coronavirus down there. Apparently, he was dealing with some of the pedophile charges, if you believe yeah, what the conspiracy theorists are saying. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and here he is, America's most beloved actor. And he is, I think, one of our most beloved actors. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he was close with Epstein. Was he on the island? I he don't know. I think he's on the flight, man, a lot of mm. manifest. Yeah, know. yeah. So, hey, I want to mention this to you, too. Yeah. What we call our, our the good liar meter, in other words, yeah. forgettable movies. Yes. I have two more to add because I'm obsessing on this. I am. And I think uh, we should explain what this is. Oh, yes. Why don't you? Ira and I saw a number of months ago now the movie The Good Liar, and we reviewed it on this podcast. And even at the time, we recognized that this movie is not going to stay in our heads. It's going to drop out of our heads like, a, 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 like something very heavy out of something very loose. Yeah. What? I feel like there's a really good about? joke there that I missed. Heavy and loose. You, you know, know, like you, uh, like, like you're like shitting, diarrhea. Yeah, shitting <laughs> lead, yeah. right? Out, yeah. of, out of a butthole that's been fucked, you know, so it's 
anus is prolapsed. That's a real good analogy. So a perfect again, if analogy. I just, if I could just reel you back a few notches. No. You got a prolapsed <laughs> anus because your porn star has been taking up the keister too much. And you've just ate a shitload of lead. Yes. A so shitload of lead. Forgettable movies, I think, was the premise <laughs> oh, right. that we had in our discussion. Right, I have to reel you in every now right, and then. Right, I'm sorry. Yes. Anyway, uh, so I'm shitting lead. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, The Good Liar, even at the time we recognized it was not going to be memorable. We weren't going to remember what the fuck this movie was about. And since then, even like the next week, we were kind of like, what's this movie about? We are already getting fuzzy about it. And then naturally, apropos of, you know, nothing here, we didn't discuss it because that's kind of what you do with movies. You talk about them and then they go away. And then a few weeks later, I brought it back up and neither one of us could right, really remember right, what it right, was about. Right. And we struggled, but I think we kind of figured it out somewhere along the way. The irony is that we've now talked about it so much that I think we're going to start to remember what the movie was about. That's fine. And that kind of goes against our whole uh, <laughs> yeah, We're contradicting here. ourselves. But, um, and I'm kind of mentally putting a block on that movie to try to keep it fuzzy just to, to prove the point. The idea here is that our good liar metronome is how memorable not me, meter not meter metronome. meter metronome is keeps the pace yeah yeah metronome goes boom 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 like your heart yes when i'm looking not, at you oh that goes boom 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 <laughs> so the good good liar meter is uh, a, a kind of scale that we can rate movies along whether or not they are memorable, whether or not you're right. going to remember what the fuck this movie was about. Or there's no retention. We right. just can't rewrite. Right, right, right. I have two to add to our list. Of okay, what are liar meter or metronome. Uh, the Hitman Bodyguard. The Hitman. Did you, didn't we see that? Yeah. The Hitman Hit... Bodyguard? Yeah, did we see that? Is that a film? Oh, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, I forgot the apostrophe. Yes. yes. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Yes. That for me was extremely forgettable. Yes. Agreed? That was the action movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember. No, I could. I not could as mad as it could, but you could appreciate it's fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how you're going to feel about my second. It was paint by numbers. I get yeah. that. Yeah. I think there were some sequences in it that are memorable to me. Now, we're, we may disagree on this. The Goldfinch. The Goldfinch, mm. it was kind of pretty while we were looking at it, but I, I really feel like I forgot the bulk of that movie and who the hero was and what the hero wanted. I No, I think I pulled that one up. Could you? Yeah. It was about a boy that was in the museum when a bomb with went explosion, off. explosion, that's right. And his mom died, and he had to move with his dad in Las Vegas, and he befriended that you know the kid, the neighbor kid, and they were really the Russian neighbor kid that was uh, – into bad stuff and they were doing that's drugs. That's right. Oh, you're good. Maybe I should take that off our No, no, this is yours. Meter. You're right. I'm keeping it on. Fuck you, Robert. I'm keeping it on my meter list. Hey. <laughs> Fuck you right back. Fuck you right in the ass until you eat lead. Yeah, yeah we know. We know. You know Literally what? Literally eat some lead. Not, I, not bullets, yeah. but eat lead. I am really looking forward to the third the, 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 the third installment of Bill and Ted. Wait a minute, is this in your news segment? Why yes. the fuck are we talking yeah, about all this? Okay. It's a movie coming in the future. Okay. And but I why were we say, talking about shitting what? metal? That's you. Oh. I'm not talking about that. I'm just humoring you. You've been hearing about this sequel, haven't yes. you? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm hearing that it's pretty darn good. Bill and Ted faced the music. Mm-hmm. And uh, Richard Matheson's son came back. He wrote the first two. Right. He's doing co-writing. He's co-writing the third one as well. And uh, who's the uh, director of Clerks? What's his name? Oh, Kevin Smith? He really said it's, it's a great movie. Hmm. He said it's got a lot of heart, a lot of warmth, a lot of humor throughout. It's a very satisfying film. And you know who comes back? Well, Keanu and We and know Alex, that. Our two later. Yes, those two. Plus. Oh. Yes. Please. Yes. Did they do a hologram? Yes. Get the fuck out. I don't know if it's a hologram. It might be a dream sequence. By the way, who are we talking about? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, what's Ca- his name? Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin? George Carlin. 
He's in the film. Get out. They found what they did was they extracted scenes that were not used in the previous two movies. And they made it work. I'm looking at your. Wow. You're like impressed with this. Aren't I was. You? I was thinking they were probably going to do the uh, Star Wars thing where you got Princess Leia's face. That's all yeah, kind of the same. Hologra- fucked up. Hologram. Yeah. They did that in one of the Rockies with Burgess Meredith. After Burgess oh, Meredith died, right. they did have sequences where they didn't they? Yeah, back, they like did that. something like that. I know, I know. Hey, the main thing I want to talk about though, mm-hmm. you sent me this really cool article a number of days ago. Yes, you did about this, this agreement between Universal and AMC theaters. Talk to us. You talk to us. What no, did the you're say? better at this. This is your news. You don't know. Did you even read the article? I, you don't think I did? Didn't no. You? Okay. What's it about? Well, Prior to all this, there was a Guess certain what? I date. I read the article. Yes, you did. Yo, you really did it? <laughs> no, good. Oh, yes, you did. Okay. Uh, new films being streamed and how long it takes until they're allowed to stream as opposed to playing in the theater. And it used to be, you're going to be impressed because I read that article, 17 days. They now, they, uh, it used was to it be 70, yeah. 70 days, 7-0. Now it's 17. Yeah. Now it's 17. So it's a more rapid. They've cut the time down significantly to the point where it can now first run feature films can stream, which is kind of win-win. So when Bill and Ted comes out, <laughs> you're right. It, you're two right. weeks later, it's going to be video on demand. Yeah. Well, well I don't know yeah. if it's Universal or not. It has to be a Universal. That's Universal that struck that deal with AMC. Yes, it was Universal AMC. And here's my interesting question because we've been talking a lot about how all these medias are like marrying. They're all merging. Do you think this would have happened regardless? No. You don't think COVID nope. only accelerated what would have happened well, anyway? Eventually. I, yes. I mean, are we talking yes. 50 years in the future? Maybe yeah. five or 10. But I think mm, sooner no. it would have happened on its own accord. You're not buying that, are you? Eventually, kind of? yes. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, to what end? I mean, if you're talking 300 years from now, yeah, I think so. But media could be changing by that point. Right, right. But do I think that without coronavirus, would we still be going to theaters and waiting 70 days before the movie came? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. so. I don't think that's a five or 10 year change without coronavirus. Coronavirus happens and then this changes films. This virus is good. Well. Yeah, uh, we like this virus. That's one opinion. Yeah. Fucking freak. <laughs> There you have it. So that's kind of significant, uh, again, with AMC and Universal and this this pack that they made. Pretty cool. There is one other mm-hmm. uh, piece of news that we should mention. Oh? Somebody has a birthday. Oh. Somebody has a birthday this Isn't week. Oh. Is it our intern? It's intern Annika. It's our intern. No, it's you, Ira. Oh, that's right. You jerk. <laughs> now, I want you, you've got a party hat on. I want you to take the party hat off and put on... The, your old fuddy-duddy, uh, it, this looks like a Make America Great Again hat, but it's black, and it's has taped to it. Scotch taped. Scotch taped the number seven and the number three. This is how I save things. This cap was actually for 50th, and oh my, my Tuesday gosh, night group bought it for me for 50, so the cap is 23 years old. And you've been wearing this hat, and Every. you've just been taping different numbers on there? Yep. Now, did you save the previous yes, numbers? Is I've that the same the three from 63 and 53? I, actually, I have one. I have zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got them all pre-printed. And then with Scotch tape, I can change the number. So when I 80, now when I go become 100, then I have to add a third digit. So I'll have the Scotch tape. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, uh, I want you to know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's that why we're doing Deliverance. Producer Joey. Yes. Oh. Intern Annika yeah. and oh. and my daughter, we all sprung in to get oh, you a little good. something, something. So right there it is. You want to go ahead emotional. and emotional. Thanks, you guys. All right. You're going to open it up on air. On air. This is very exciting. Now, I, I want to warn you. Yes. I'm, 
I'm going to warn you about this, all right? Before you open up. Sincere. Yeah. Pl- Sincere oh, please do. Is it one of these? These are DVDs, we should say. Well, well we, we always ba- do based DVDs. on the size and shape. Is it porn? They're chocolate bars. Did you get me porn? <laughs> one of these you have seen and the other one you have not. But if it's a movie I've seen, you know I'm very, very fond of it. Otherwise, Possibly. you wouldn't have bought that. Well, I, I don't know. that's the case. And the other I haven't seen. The one I haven't seen, have we discussed? Yes. Mm. And I must have sparked to it. I don't know. (laughs) I want you to see it. That's all I care about. All right. So open the the bigger one first. One is a DVD. The other is a Blu-ray. We can tell by the size of this box. So which one do you want me to know? Uh, Open the DVD first. The DVD, which is this one. Yeah. The larger one is the uh, regular DVD. All right, we're opening it up. Is this the one that I've seen? This or? is the one you have not seen. Mm. Okay, now flip it around. What movie is it? Oh, I really like this. I am so happy right now. House Bunny. <laughs> Look at the cover. Look at the logo. On Look a at the Ferris. girls in their short skirt. Can, why don't you guys leave right now? <laughs> and let me go in my bedroom and pop this sucker in. Ira, let me tell you. Yeah, you'll I'm, pop that sucker in. I'm sure you will. <laughs> That's a really good movie. You're gonna like it. It's it's funny. Yeah, and it's it's made for you. It is. Yeah, it's super sexy and will, it's will also it, funny. Will it do what it needs to do? It will do what it needs to do. I'm I'm sure you'll be watching this in two minute spurts. <laughs> Maybe a minute and thirty seconds. <laughs> hey, I can go three and a half minutes. Thank you. Yeah. And You're thank very you welcome. to our interns. Thank you, producer Joey. Now, thank you. This other film. This is really. I'm so happy right now. Okay. Okay. This other film. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. This is the one. This movie, not only have you seen. seen, I've seen it. You own it. Well, then, uh, kind sir, I'm a little bit confused. If I already own it, why would you get me another one? What a great question. Why would I have two? Unless I own it, but it's not in my possession at this moment. Maybe I loaned it to someone. Would I do that? No. Would I give you back your own movie? That doesn't make sense. You would just... So I own it, but you're getting me a second one. Mm -hmm. Is there a logical reason why you did that? Yep. When you open it, you'll go, I see why. I'm really curious right now. Yeah. I mean, is one like a keepsake to be kept under a glass jar? And, 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 I'll tell you, this movie just came out on blu-ray just came out and i own it and you own it and i have it in my collection of blu-rays yes yet you're getting it now let me even get crazier with you we've seen it together look how quiet it is not good in a podcast to do that but mm-hmm. i'm my, my mind is reeling now open it up because i was going to say something like Take a uh, guess. You want to take well, a guess? I am going to take a guess. What guess? But you know, I mean, we've seen Deliverance together. And the, we've seen you The think I got you Deliverance? We've seen The Graduate. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those three? What oh. movies did you say? Deliverance? Deliverance, The Great Escape, The Graduate. Maybe. I. Oh, your maybe suggests yes. Maybe. But I'm so curious about why you would hmm. get me a second one. Why would I get you something that you already have? Well, he's unwrapping. He's coming off. Oh, this is re- it is the great escape, and but it's a special edition. It's the Criterion. You got me the, and this has actually. You know what? You know what's great about this? Yeah. I had a long talk with my buddy Fred about should we spring for it because we've got the, but this has more bonus features. Right. And I went online and I compared and contrast, mm-hmm. and there's like three or four additional things that are on here that are not on my other Blu-ray mm-hmm. of the Great Escape. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank I you. And I knew it was something that you weren't going to buy yourself. You wouldn't. We discussed it, he right. and I, and thought. 
we could, but we don't need to. Look what we already have. We've got the Blu-ray, and it's got bonus features, but not all of them. Now I've got all of them. Yeah. Thank you. And it's been redone and all that stuff. It's brand new. Just just released. I love this. Yeah, there you I go. love both my gifts. Look at that cover, too. What a great cover. I know. I know. This logo, they've been pushing this logo for the last few months. Yeah. With the criterion coming up, and Steve McQueen coming up through the grass. Because you know what? They were like 19 feet short. They didn't get to the woods. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit short, and that's where his head bobs up. So they put that on here. Instead of on the motorcycle, usually it's Steve on the motorcycle. That's kind of a, But this is really, really great. I thank you so much. Sure. Annika, thank you so much. Producer Joey, thank you so much. Sure. <laughs> he, house bunny. He's holding up the house bunny. I think you might be more excited about the house bunny than you are about Thank uh, you so much. about Great Escape. Hey, man. Uh, you want to do some weekend review? We do, but who's responsible for this? Is somebody like uh, sponsoring this uh, segment? Well, we yes. have yeah. avgearguide.com. Yes. avgearguide.com has over 30 years of experience in the business of transferring all of your digital media from uh, all of your slides and negatives and home movies and everything else. He transfers it over into digital media so you can share it with your friends and family. Right, right. He'll do anything. This guy, I, I want to say that both Robert and myself are clients of his, and uh, so we know of what we speak. He's extremely uh, reasonably priced, more inexpensive than Costco. He runs these specials on, on if you, you like him on Facebook, even go to his website and mention Antiwave, and, uh, and you'll get a discount, a 5% discount. I want to mention and, something. Yes. Do you know Scan Cafe? I've heard of them. They're a big scanning company. Yeah. And. Yeah. He is right now running a Scan Cafe Buster. That's right. He's going toe-to-toe -to -toe with he's these guys. He's going nuts. He's playing hardball. I love it. I know. He's playing hardball with him. And he's, What's he doing? He's saying if you give him your business, he will match or beat, or beat. any offer from them. And... He's, he's also saying with higher resolution. He gave us, I don't, I mean, I, we don't have enough airtime to sit here and right. run down all of the things that he's got, but he's saying like, first of all, they charge 37 cents per 3000 DPI entry, which is not a very high quality. That's a, that's a low resolution. Scan. That's right. But that's the starting area where he, whereas he does so much more for that same price. Right. And like they charge money to put it on a thumb drive, which he does for free. That's right. He's got these, they've got these old scanners at at, um, at Scan Cafe, which are like twenty years old. That's right. And that's he's right. got brand new, brand new art state stuff of the that's art, higher quality. Yes, yes. So he's got so many great opportunities. This guy is really gonna. He's gonna take Scan Cafe on. And he's taking them on. He's playing hardball. I love with it. Him. I love it. I love it. So yeah, Scan Cafe. Yeah. Instead, we got we got our guy AVGearGuy.com. Yeah, check them out. Right. Right. All right. Ooh, the you see this weekend week? review. Got to tell you, unfortunately, but no, that's the wrong. I always do that. To, How come you get the wrong ditties, Ira? Summer new. We now present the weekend review. Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. You go first. Let's okay. talk about Jaws. Yeah. Did it hold up with my basic premise or not? Okay, that Jaws is a good movie. I got. I got. I can't say that it's bad. And I. I put Spielberg into the same camp as Zemeckis, which is they're both good filmmakers. Some of the time, it just gets really cheesy. And I'm like, ugh. You know, like, Schindler's List. Okay, we get it. Jews died. <laughs> I get it. So cheesy. Come on. No, I'm, I'm kidding. No, you're kidding about that. And Munich, I think you're kidding about. I, I, I like Schindler's List. Yeah. I like Munich. Right. Uh, both of the, Munich is fucking I know. great. I know. That's a good film. He's capable of some really, really great ones. And then go look at, like, Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. And Jurassic Park 3. And it's like, even Jurassic Park is like, I get it. People want those kind of big blockbuster 
movies and I'm just like I'm over it. I don't I don't care about that stuff. So I felt the same way about artificial intelligence. Yeah, also. AI, yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's a lot of these are like yeah. yeah, you're you're not really hitting you're not batting as high as you could. So Jaws I think is a it's a good example of a a, a really solid movie in the 70s when movies were really and in my opinion hit or miss. I think the movies that were made in the 70s were either just fucking unreal phenomenal like uh, deliverance which we're going to talk about yeah. today it was that's a phenomenal movie uh, but also like the conversation and in the godfather all these films that were just great and jaws is up there with like a really good holds up well you can watch it now and go yeah and then you you watch some of this other crap from the 70s where you're like oh my gosh this is so long and laborious and just needs to be cut and it's like what the fuck are we watching you go watch shaft now the original shaft and you're just like this is slow and plotting and it's just what's going on so jaws holds up well as a good movie it maintains your entertainment the entire way through but it's not mind-blowing that's my my feeling it's hmm. it's an a minus mm -hmm. mm -hmm. b plus mm -hmm. Ooh, b plus yeah. yeah and i know that uh, and people love it you know I, I get that and i understand why but it's just not mind-blowing to me it's it's kind of predictable sp what specific elements were lacking to give it a solid a I mean, it's. I guess it's kind of unfair to Jaws because I think there's. That's a good question, by the way. There's a. Thank it's you. hard to. It's hard to separate the mythology of Jaws mm, yeah. and the impact yeah. that it's had on all yeah. of these other films, because now we've just seen so much of that same stuff over and over and over again. I watched it with producer Joey. Joey had never seen it before. Really. And so, well, I think that's why she wanted to watch it. She's like, "Can we watch Jaws?" Because. I kind of want to see this thing and it's up there on the, you know, we pulled down the big screen and watched it and I said, yeah, okay, we'll watch it. And then I paused it when they were chasing after the shark. I paused it after, you know, probably 10 minutes of them out on the ocean. And I said, all right, of these three guys, Richard Dreyfus and uh, what's his name. And, uh, and what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said, who's, Roy, Roy who's going to survive? Who's going to die? Yeah. Roy Schneider. Yeah. Right. And she says, well, sea captain's going to die like the old grizzled sea captain. I'm like, okay. And I said, what about Dreyfus? And she goes, eh, he'll live. And I said, eh. Roy Schneider? She goes, oh yeah, he's living. He's and right. I was like, see, there you go. He's right. What if they'd all died? Or what if the well, sea that's captain the, the anti wave. <laughs> and the other thing too. It was predictable. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's a good movie. We've talked, look, Ford v. Ferrari is predictable. Right. It's great. Right, right. And what I like, though, is that that movie had some teeth. And ironically, Jaws doesn't have enough teeth. Uh, I, think, I think Jaws is a good movie. I can't, I can't shit on it. Um, if I would, I would shit lead. But, and it would sink to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, okay. There is one small thing that needs to happen in that movie. There's, I'm sorry, it's two things, and they're both in the same scene. If you've not seen Jaws, first of all, go watch it. And... Second of all, this is I'm, I'm going to ruin it for you. But the end of the movie, Dreyfus and Schneider are paddling back into shore. That's right. They're kicking. Two things need to happen in that last scene. Yeah. The very last shot when the credits are rolling yes. is them getting up onto shore and like they have actually gotten onto the shore and then their little raft thing is them climbing up onto the beach. 
Oh, is that right? Yes. You know that's interesting. I'm interrupting you, but for me, I thought the fade out was them kicking. That's what it that should be. Should have been the fade out. It that's should, what that, it should be. That's real interesting. Yes. I didn't even know that we see them make land. They do make land because I love that shot, and we even have the seagulls above them, yep. and we see them from the back kicking, kicking, kicking. But you saying that it's extended to where they make land? Yes. I didn't know that, but your point was that's where they should have cut it. Yes, that's the first problem. And the second thing is they're chit chatting. They're like, well, how far do you think yeah. it is or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And what they need to have done is they need to sing the song that the old yeah. sea captain yeah. sang. Because he sing, sings yeah. it a couple times. Yeah. Like the yeah. old Spanish yeah. ladies, whatever yeah. that, that Spanish you know, Spanish ladies song he sings. Yeah. He sings this like little sea shanty. And really at that point, it's a transference yeah. of the seaworthiness. And this like, I've been around, I've seen stuff. And this kind of experience... And you talk about experience the entire time. Roy Schneider's character is inexperienced. He's an inex inexperienced cop. With he, he becomes an islander at that point. The whole movie, there's this kind of reoccurring theme of you have to live here your whole life to become an islander. And to be accepted, really, it's kind of like you've got to become part of the culture. And they missed an opportunity to find this way that Roy Schneider's right. character could have joined the mythology of the, of the island. That would have been a very nice two touch. small little tweaks yeah, that would have that made would have the ending closer so much to an A. It would have been closer to a solid A. Huh? I also think like yeah, you know, it'd be cool if I don't know. I I don't like the idea of like we see a fin going by at the very last moment of like oh, but there's another shark. Right. Uh, okay, right. We, we right, 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 right. I like that he didn't do that. Right, but right. I don't know. I just by the way, Robert Shaw. That's the actor who played the third part. All right. Yeah, we couldn't think of his name. Uh, I like your suggestions a lot. Isn't that interesting in my mind? The fade out was mm -hmm. them kicking. Going, I thought that's the last moment of the movie. I didn't know we see them make land. Okay. Looking at it now too. I mean, especially because I watched it on the big screen. You know, I have a you know I have a big projector screen now, I've and, seen. and watching films on that, you can see things that you didn't see even on a big TV screen. But there's sh shots where the shark is swimming in the waters, and they're chasing the shark. But you kind of look at the water. You can see through the water. You can see the shark just beneath the surface. And you can see that the shark is swimming in the wake of another boat that was that's pulling, pulling the, the shark. shark. And it's kind of like, that's not good. Uh, but how do you avoid that? Right. You know? Right. And as we know uh, that, that. I mean, jumping ahead to deliverance, I was thinking there's a couple of these scenes that are supposed to be in dark in day dark, for night day for night yes i know they don't that. hold up well. i know robert are you looking at my deliverance notes mm -hmm. it's something i did notice but um yeah as we know jaws was plagued with a lot of production problems right. with getting bruce the shark to behave properly and so on the salt water was fucking up the mechanics i mean I, I i can't fault the guys like you're trying the best you can to make a fucking right. movie right and there's a million things that go wrong it happened in our film 30 love which, by the way, I don't I know did. if you've ever gone to 30love.com, 30lovefilm.com. Yeah. I know our own website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30lovefilm.com. Yeah. yeah. Did what you know you can buy our DVD? Or Blu-ray? Yeah. Both are available? Yeah, I should have gotten you that for your birthday. Oh. Next year. I already have 13 of those. <laughs> I have 13 of them. Really? That's so cool. Yeah. And do, are there bonus features? Yeah, there's over three hours of bonus features. Director's commentary, blooper reel, you know, all of this stuff. Huh. Deleted scenes, yeah, alternate deleted scenes endings, too. even even like you know, uh, seeing us at a Q and A or two. Yeah, all that stuff is included. all that crap. Can our listeners get a, any kind of discount? Ten percent off if you type in Antiwave. Whoa, Antiwave is the name of this podcast. That is so cool. I know. Yeah, hmm. thirtylovefilm.com. Smooth. <laughs> so anyway, I saw Jaws, and uh, yeah, I'm glad I saw it again. It's a good movie. Cool. 
I saw some other stuff. I'll real quickly talk about. Do tell. I want to tell you about one of the best films I've ever seen. And I've seen it before. Hadn't seen it in a while. Watched it again. And I loved it. So good. Ira, what is the only short film to have ever been nominated for Best Picture? The Red Balloon. The Red Balloon. See, I knew that. Mm -hmm. Have you seen The Red Balloon? Yes. Oh, you must love movies. No, I hate movies. (laughs) Uh, You saw it again. And you were enthralled. Yeah. You fell in love with it all over and again. And let me tell you who else was enthralled. My daughter. I was going to say. Not My daughter. Joey. She, so your daughter. A year and four a months. A year and four months. So she's watching. Does she get it when she looks at a screen? She was fascinated. She watched the whole thing. I Literally, we were talking. She wouldn't even look at us. Like We were talking to her, and she was just transfixed. Just mesmerized. The movie's great. It's a really... It's just... I've been saying it for so long. You don't need to make a movie an hour and a half. That's arbitrary. It's an arbitrary time limit. This movie is 35 minutes long. Guess how long the movie needs to be? 35 35 fucking minutes minutes long. It's perfect that length. I mean, honestly, it probably could be about 27. But who's counting? It's great. It's a great, great film. And it, it just does everything it needs to do. You I'm still back on the point feel. that your, your daughter, uh, mm-hmm. less than a year and a half. Yeah, under a year and a half, right? What did you say? One year and how many months? A year and four months. Four months. Wow. Was enthralled. Her eyes were wide and she was watched, glued to the screen. Absolutely. Isn't that something? She was eating. She was like, she had a little bowl and yeah. she was like, she wouldn't even look at the food. She was just staring at the screen, grabbing food and shoving it in her mouth. Well, do you, do you think she'd enjoy seeing House Bunny? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe she'll want to watch it with me. And she'll, she'll probably start like putting her, you know, the V fingers up and start looking between them. <laughs> <laughs> it's your daughter you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, she's she's gay. Yeah. Yeah. Already you know that. Yeah. Wow. I'm driving away from the dick. Mm. Wow, that's what you saw. <coughs> nice. What'd you see? Nice selection. I saw a few films. There's something. Um, it's a movie called 11-11. Are you familiar with 11-11? Do you know what that means? Wait a minute. When it's, it's an odd title for an odd film, but... Mm. Um, on a clock, if it's, it's like one, you one, know one, about one. that one, yeah. one, one, one. It means you know, that you make a wish. Or yes, or you fall in love with someone at that yeah. moment, or make a. It's kind of stupid. It's all for, it's been around for quite a while. The movie's called Love and Eleven. It has nothing to do with that that adage, but it's about a man who's obsessed with UFOs and wants no, to no, be abducted. Wants to be abducted, and he was, and he just didn't know it. He was abducted by a beautiful Did you jerk alien. Off to this? Yes. Well, she's very sexy, oh, and all she wanted to do is fuck him. So it okay. served its purpose. Well, let's move on. I saw a horrible movie. Called wait, wait, wait. Your, your beginning premise on this was, ha- have you heard of 11-11? That was your big hook to get me into this movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was my attention getter. <laughs> okay. It's my great. attention And it worked. Oh, and it worked. Nice. Kind of, even though it's faulty. Uh, has nothing to do with the movie. Nothing to do with the movie, but why was it even called 11-11? Virtuosity. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. That's no. with Holly Berry. This is with... Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Denzel Washington, I'm Strange Russell Crowe. Strange Days is what I was Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. This is a horrible movie. Yeah, this is horrible. Okay, I'm glad for a minute I thought, whoa, because we tend there to was, agree. There was a bunch of these movies that came out. There was Johnny Mnemonic. There was Strange Days. There was Virtuosity. They all came out around the same time, and they all had this kind of slightly future tech yeah, kind yeah. of thing that was going on. Matrix was kind of in there, too. Yes, but Matrix was a better for film. Sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But this was there's a reason why Virtuosity has a, a, re, a, a Rotten Tomato score of 32, 32%. It was just a horrible movie with Denzel Washington and, and Russell Crowe. So I watched that. I also, you're going to appreciate this. 
I watched a silent film mm. called Poor Little Rich Girl, 1917. <laughs> I bet you watched that with the sound <laughs> off. 1917, and I want to say you, that- You know, watching porn with the sound off does not count as a silent film. Well, but I kind of like the music that they play in the background. <laughs> I like that, that. I'm sorry, how did that go? I can't do that no, right now. No, you can do music every other, every other episode. <laughs> kind of to simulate the fucking. Poor Little Rich Girl, 1917, Mary Pickford. And it was an interesting silent movie to watch. And it was, I was quite impressed with it. I want to say that the screenwriter was uh, named her Francis. Francis, I want to have her last name, Francis Marion. And she actually won two Oscars. She made? She won, hmm? Made Marion? Made Marion. Robin, that's no, not Robin Hood. Oh, okay. She won two Oscars, and she wrote 325 screenplays, won two Oscars. So back in that era, and she also wrote a few early screenplays that had sound. Hmm. So it was very interesting. Uh, poor Little Rich Girl. And the last movie I want to mention is, yet again, it's on broadcast TV, and I couldn't, Actually, it might have been. I don't know where it was. HBO or something. I know I spoke about this either last week or the week before. Casino. I fucking love that movie. And I so know good. I said this recently. So I, good. I, I like all of them in the film. I like them. I like all the people who are in that film are really, really solid. I like seeing Las Vegas back in the, what, the 50s, the 60s. I like right. that era. I like the music. I like the story. It's really, really a good, good movie. I think the last time I watched it, if I remember correctly, I might be confusing it with Goodfellas, or yeah, maybe it's both. It's easy to con- well. I'm saying th- what this aspect that I'm about to talk about. Mm. I don't think there's any scene that doesn't have music playing the entire time. Well, I think the last time I watched Casino, it was constantly like as soon as one song ends, another song begins, and I th- I'm pretty sure Goodfellas was the same way. They uh-huh. might both be that same. Yeah, way. yeah. But and again, I know we spoke about this recently. You were right. And I said, I really like Don Rickles, this movie. And he plays a good guy. Yeah. That's what you said. That his heart, he's trying to mend things and make things better. Yeah. So it's going against supposed, his supposed Joe type. Pesci in that, is, Joe this Pesci your, was is this your pen really, scene? Yeah. That's yeah, fucking insane. That's really great. Everyone is good in that movie. And yeah. I know where he mentioned about Stone, uh, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone was really, they were all terrific. The music, the cinematography, the energy of that film, early Vegas, man. What a cool, cool movie. You know, I learned something fairly recently because I was, I was curious about this. Somebody asked James Woods about, you know, James Woods is pretty outspoken as a Republican. Uh, yeah, he's I know. very, very, you know, conservative comparatively to Hollywood. And he's not shy about it at all. And De Niro is the opposite direction you know he's complete polar opposite right and these two have been in a couple different movies and we talked about once upon a time in america America, recently and then now casino and i was uh i was curious like what's their relationship like do they they hate each other do they just kind of hold their nose in In real life yeah 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 and uh and i saw a tweet from someone asking him that question from a couple years ago and james said De Niro is one of my closest friends. And he said, unlike everybody else that's going on this like political climate, we can get along and understand that we have different ways of, of viewing the world. And I thought, I How really that? hope that's Let true. Let that be a model for I everyone I really else. hope that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe it also. I, I do believe it. I believe it. it. I, I feel like maybe De Niro. I could see De Niro going, no, i got to cut you out of my life. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe, again, maybe this is a, a bias that I have. Yeah. But I I feel like I could see De Niro kind of. Are you talking James about the characters that. he portrays in films, or are you talking about the actual De Niro, person? Actual right, De Niro. right, right. So I don't know. 
That's very interesting. I like that idea. I like the idea that people are able to get along and just say, all right, we view the world differently. Yeah. One of my best friends today, a complete opposite political end of the spectrum from me. Uh, she was a great friend in high school. I wished her happy birthday. And you know, she lives in Louisville and uh, a great, great person. And I was, you know, kind of asking her about what's going on with the riots and everything in Louisville. And she was telling me and, you know, I, I said to her at the time, I'm like, you know, I, I know we disagree about these politics, but if you're going to go out and protest, which, you know, I understand that you're, you might want to do, especially because you believe in a lot of this stuff. Just be safe, please, you know, because that's going to really freak me out if you get hurt or maimed or whatever. She was like, oh, no, I'm not protesting. I get it, whatever. But that moment to me, it kind of like kind of dawned on me, like we can have this. Yeah, we can have this relationship where we disagree with each other politically, but we still get along. And we've lost that, I think. That's really sweet that you said that to her. If you're going to go protest, please take care of yourself. And I probably shouldn't announce it onto the show like this. That, well, I, all you know, the humbleness of that yeah, moment. So much just that. Kind yeah, of, yeah. But that, unfortunately, I think that that's uh, an anomaly with all the divisiveness is out there now. That divisiveness. Div is that how you say the word? No. Is it divisive? No, no. Divisive. you're just fucking with me. It's divisive. Is it divisiveness? <laughs> no. Intern? <laughs> like she knows. Is it divisive or divisiveness? Which is it? Divisive. Divisive. <laughs> this word is divisive. It is divisive. Well, it's divisive. I'm feeling polarized I'm from you I'm right now. With you. But I think divisiveness, is that a word? Divisive? I think it's either. It's, oh, it is either? Or either. Uh, I, <laughs> that was very good. That was very good. Yeah. So, um, Casino. Yeah. I just fucking love that movie. I yeah. just do. Cool. Hey, man. Yeah? You want to talk about uh, Deliverance? And Robert, talk us through it. You talk us through it. It's your movie. No, I want you to talk us through it. Four businessmen go on a boat trip. The end. Well, I, do you want to expound a little bit for our listeners? They have a great time. Nothing goes wrong. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, it's there was a completely uneventful. There was actually a poster that I saw a few years ago and I watched this with a good friend of mine. I don't know if it was real. That poster was actually released, but it had the logo, a logo you'd expect. And it said at the very bottom, not making this up, it said they should have gone golfing instead. That's awesome. And I fucking howled at that. And I don't think it was in any release, that particular poster. But look at how clever that was. They should have gone golfing instead. Can I tell you? Yeah. I saw, um, I'm going to have to pull it up. There's a there's a three-sheet poster for this movie. And I saw it because, okay, Joey watched this movie with me. And she, I'm not sure if she had seen it. I don't think she saw it. And we, hold on, let me pull it up. Hang on, sorry. Because I also, a few nights ago, Robert, I went to Deliverance Posters. and I Did looked, you? Yes. Get the fuck out. I did the same thing, and I looked at them, and I thought, wow, that's really cool. Well, this one poster blew me away. I said, this is such great, great visual um, I, visualization. The four of them holding, carrying the canoe? Yes! Robert, you're fucking reading my mind. Sometimes you're on the same Look at I, this. Bro, I know that. I was staring at that. I was staring at that three nights ago thinking Ira, I really Ira, like Ira, check this out. Check it out. No, look, look at this. You see what they're carrying in the shadows, right? In the in the reflection. Oh, maybe I didn't see that. Look at the bottom of their reflection. That went over my head. I just like the they're way they're the carrying the canoe, canoe, but look at the, the reflection in the water. Look what they're carrying. Well, they're carrying uh what are they carrying? It's a dead body. Yeah, it is. But wow. also check this out. I liked out. it without even noticing that. Ira, check this out. How many people are carrying the canoe? Four. How many people are carrying the body? Th Fuck. Three. <laughs> yeah. 
and you don't even you can't even tell. That's a little too esoteric, though. I think that's no, going to go over people's that's heads. That's brilliant. I know that's you a, have to have seen the movie head. to get. I love this poster without even getting that. I just yeah, liked it's a it. great poster. <sighs> that's one of the greatest posters in cinema history, and look how I, we both did this, Robert. We both went to so we much meaning in this poster. That poster. I can't believe you saw that. I, is that weird? Yeah. I they're carrying the, the canoe. Yeah. The reflection, they're carrying a body. And it's That's foreboding. really cool. That's really cool. Man, that's foreboding. Yeah. Yeah. It's times like these that I love the internet. No, yeah, seriously. For sure. Because I, I, I went in Deliverance poster, and there were a whole bunch of them. And it's just really, and I just spent this quite a bit of time. This is what the internet was This is for. what the internet is for. It's so wonderful with that wealth of information that we all have access to. It's so cool. Let me actually do a real pitch here on, on Deliverance. If someone hasn't seen Deliverance, all right, do yourself a favor. This is one of the greatest American films. I really, great, truly great. believe that. Yeah. It's four guys who go on a, a, a canoeing whitewater rafting trip because the stream is going to be um, it's going to be turned Dammed into a up. dam. Yeah. And so it's all going to be overflowed in the next week or so. And there's going to all waters, still water lake is going to be covering all of it. And along the way, a couple of them pull off to the side for a little uh, the pit stop. And when they pull off to the side, they happen upon a couple of uh, hillbillies. This is way back in the deep, deep woods. And whether they're moonshining or something, things go wrong. The hillbillies wind up raping one of the men and almost murdering both of them. At the last minute, the other guys come up. They kill one of the hillbillies, but the other one escapes. So now they're left with, what do we do with this body? And this is a great premise. This is a beautiful premise, which is all logic says you should go to the police, tell the police what happened. But they make a really good point. They say all these people are fucking related and they all know each other. And you know how it is in these country backwoods courts. You get into some sort of court and they won't let you get moved out to another court or anything like that because the judge is this guy's cousin or some shit like that. And we can't risk that. We're going to be spending, you know, our entire lives chasing after this moment and behind bars because of this act. And they were going to kill you. So... Let's bury the body. This whole thing is going to get damned next week anyway. No one's ever going to know. Let's get the fuck out of here. And they're getting the fuck out of there. And then one of them gets killed. So one of we, we don't know whether the, one of the, the men falls out of the boat and commits suicide or whether he's shot. That's right. But he does die. Yeah. And now they're left wondering, are they being hunted? Are they not being hunted? Yeah. John Voigt's character tries to kill the man who he thinks shot his friend, yeah. and isn't even sure if yeah. it's him. It, yep. This is yep. it starts yep. spiraling. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, this movie yes. is so good. Yes, I want to tell you my person. I know this movie has a lot of meaning for you. It has a lot of meaning for me too, and I want to hear why you chose this. For me, this is one of the two films that my dad has ever recommended to me. My dad is not a movie guy at all, but when I was a kid, I was probably young, like 13, 14 teenager. He this movie is coming on. He goes, you have to watch this. Sit down, come here, watch this movie. It's really great. And I did that. This movie and cool hand Luke and both of them. I'm yeah. like, those are both badass yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it really, I loved it then. I think this is the fourth or fifth time I've seen deliverance. And I got to tell you, this is the, the best version I've seen of it. And I'll tell you why I have some really good insights for this movie that, um, really I'd never appreciated until now. Really? Yeah. 
I want to know. Yeah, what, but I want to know from okay. you. Okay, I'll, I'll get to that. Obviously, I fucking love this movie, and I loved your reaction when uh, our listeners know when it's one of our birthdays that we get to pick our one of our favorite movies of all time. And when I suggested Deliverance, you just loved that. You mm-hmm. were so on board with that choice, and I I'm blown away by this film every time I see it. For me, it does fit in that category of I I forgot how fucking good this movie is yeah. until I'm watching it again, and I was so sucked in. I can get into all the specifics. We can talk at first about how. John Borman was such a great director when you look, Google him and look at his movies. But the, and the, the cinematography, Vilos Zygmunt, and he did he he did Close, Close Encounters, Encounters and, and um, what's the Vietnam uh, movie? Um, Apocalypse Now? No, no, no. Uh, Deer Hunter. He oh. shot Deer Hunter. Oh, did he shoot yes, Deer Hunter? Yes, yeah. Oh, wow. The and Mrs. Miller. So the movie has and there's that great documentary that goes along with this, showing how do they shoot this thing? And um, did he do he- Heaven's Gate? I wonder if he did that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but well, I'll have you, the answer for you next well, week. Well, we've got an intern oh, we right, do it here. right now. Can you find out if Vila Sigmund was the cinematographer for Heaven's Gate? Right. All right, we'll so find I'd out. Put, yeah, okay, good. And uh, the look of the film and that there was like a skeleton crew. Remember, we saw this years ago. We watched this documentary. I think you were with me. Uh, they were in a separate raft mm-hmm. and with the sound machine, the recording machine and the camera and the boom mic. And they were they, they fucking shot this movie with them. No stunt people that it was all them doing their own thing. I found the story was incredible. I love the look of the film. I like the, the music of the movie. I think the acting all four of them they weren't acting they were being that is why i love this movie that's it that's this I, is a I have clinic. a star next to it. this this is a movie, clinic all on good acting. four of them were not they they were they weren't acting they just were they are they were it there I, it is, was so credible and believable i challenge anybody to find a false note the closest you're going to find is ned Beatty. but i'm going to point out ned Beatty does the best acting in this movie this movie was shot, shot sequentially and if you go back I didn't and that. I didn't know that didn't either, know that. they shot it sequentially, which now going back and thinking about the choices that Ned Beatty was making at the beginning, where he's kind of kind of annoying, but not so annoying that he's unbelievable. But it's kind of like, OK, but he has to do some of these annoying things pretty quickly for us to understand what type of personality he is. Do you have an answer on that? He did shoot. He shot Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate. Which also is beautiful. It's cinematography. gorgeous. That movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that movie was panned, but if you go back and watch that movie, oh, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, all the roller skating. Do you remember this? I don't. I, oh, no, I never, man. S- I never saw it. You didn't see it? I don't like movies. <laughs> Nobody saw Heaven's Gate because it was regarded as like the worst yeah. film of all time. Yeah. He, didn't he sink? Oh, United Studios. Artists? United Artists went yeah. under. Almost went under. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Ned Beatty makes some decisions in this movie as an actor where you're like, okay, he's, a, he's annoying – but everybody has that. You go out with four guys. One person's going to be that kind of yeah, annoying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wish this person wasn't here. No one really wants to be with that person. And they're giving them a hard time, but not such a hard time that it's going to ruin the trip. You know, like it would have been this thing that afterward have been like, he he probably would have complained to his wife after him. Like, yeah, they were just kind of riding my ass all week. I don't like those guys. I'm not right. hanging out with them anymore. You're right. You're right. Right? Yeah. Nobody else would be, stop annoying, like asking this annoying chubby guy to come with us. And then... They have this whole situation that unfolds in front of them. And Ned Beatty in that scene where he gets raped is an incredible, incredible performance. You want, look at the terror on I his know, face. I know, I know. I, it's that whole sequence is insanely good. It, you buy it, you believe it. 
including the way it's shot yes. also there's like a long master shot yeah. establishing shot before they go to some close-ups and they just it's, they don't cut so, they, they don't like, cut they no, don't we're gonna cut. show you this that's is right. what happens that's right i mean they do cut a few times but it's very long yes takes. yes yes and i want to say after that is when ned Beatty really does his best but it doesn't shine as much ned Beatty, after that whole sequence he becomes much more quiet and introverted and there's even shots of him the way he canoes afterward like the way he's going down the river you can see the fear in his face and and it's just a different performance and i never appreciated how strong of a performer he was until i saw Mm. that Mm -hmm. and i went wow this guy is really really good in one of the reviews I read, there was there, they said the opposite. They were critical of his acting because it seemed like he wasn't really raped in the ass. That, But what you're saying is he was so subtle about it. It wasn't an overt that you could tell he was... Because he wasn't like changed. like clutching his butt. Well, probably that's what this one inane reviewer said. That no, was on wrong. IMDb. They're wrong. I know, but it was more subtle. You could see a shift in his in his tone. How do you know how somebody reacts when they get raped in the butt? Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's your drop for yeah. the week. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, there, there's shame involved and there's pain. And I was saying and this to producer Joey too. Yeah. They so they take a vote and they say, "What should we do with this guy?" And he says. Let's bury him. Uh, and you can tell there's like a hatred and it's not just what has happened to him. It's maybe, he, maybe this is not the first time he's been victimized. Like maybe he was raped as a child or something like that. It's probably why he's so annoying to begin with. And that's this really interesting layered complexity to him. And oh my gosh, I'm watching that going, this is, this is really solid work. Everybody. Um, even the, the, the hillbillies mm-hmm. are really, really And they're good. actors. Yes. I was looking into that. Yes. And they are actors. Yes. 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 Um, all four of our key performers, John Voight and Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and, and Ronnie Cox. I, I know I'm repeating myself, but this is like an exercise. It should be shown in an acting class. Mm-hmm. It's so believable. It's so credible. They're not acting. They're just being. They're just being. Burt Reynolds is probably the one that's the most over the top usually. Here he is over the top, but in a realistic way. Yeah. It's, Okay, I got this diehard gung-ho friend who's always like, yeah, wilderness, let's get back That's to right. nature. Right. And you're like, all right, dude, just fucking settle down. You know, and I like you. I'll hang out with you, but right. you're not all that. And that's exactly who Burt Reynolds portrayed. And you know what's interesting? On the heels of that, I always thought this was Burt's story, but it's not. It's I not. changed my it's mind. John Boyd's story. Because Burt actually is the same throughout the whole – he's a warrior. Mm-hmm. He's a warrior throughout the whole film. But it's the movie is really John Voight's character. Right, he's the one. We're on his journey, and we see him arc, we see him change, and um, and with that powerful ending sequence, he it's his story. Let's talk about the the ending. Go ahead, because I noticed something, and I've okay. When they when they finally come ashore, yeah. So three of them make it out, right? Three of them come ashore, and when they come into town on their canoe, they pull up next to a church. There's like a little loading dock for boats. There's a boat launch right next to this church, this old, decrepit church. Well, the whole town is going to be flooded soon, so they're trying to get things out of there, and there's a shot later on um, after they've kind of been repaired where they're driving, and someone has loaded up the entire church onto like a flatbed, and... The person who's driving them says, hang on a minute. we got to wait for the church to get out of the way, which is a hilarious line, right? 
Are you aware that that was not in the script? No. That while they were shooting, it, it was being moved. It was being moved in real. I love the look oh, you're giving me right that. now. I read, how about that? Well, they're not going to do that for the. I mean, that would be quite elaborate. Well, so. I don't know if maybe they had. They knew it was going to happen. They said, "Well, let's get behind it." Mm. You know, like they said, this, they found out that this was going to happen. They said, "Let's create this scene around it." Yeah, maybe. But was, Borman said something about this. Oh, and he said that scene is a representation of their beliefs system. So your belief system, like your religion, you think as grounded, you think as stable, and then it starts to shift. And it's what's happening to these guys is that their whole belief system is moving out of whack and wow. being transferred to wow. other places that you don't even know where it's going. I bet you're right. And the answer had to be that it was scheduled. They knew it was going to be moving, and then they had to get that shot of it. I don't know if it was the original shooting script before they went on location. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe somebody can find out. But what a great metaphor. Beautiful what a metaphor. great metaphor that is. Well, talking about what's what's the line that you just said? Get Hang on, on a minute. We got to wait for this church, church to get out, to get out, of, out of the way. way. Something that. to that effect. That obviously this whole movie was an extended metaphor, and I didn't notice this till I watched the movie. Probably also like you, it was my third or fourth time seeing it at the very very beginning when we're still looking at the Warner Brothers logo. We hear off screen dialogue, and the first utterance in the very beginning of the movie is about the vanishing wilderness, mm-hmm. and they're going to build a dam. Mm-hmm. That's before they pan the dam. We're still looking at the Warner Brothers logo. Mm-hmm. So we're being hit with this really gr- wonderful metaphor, which supports the whole thing of nature and nature fighting back. And, you know, building the dam is not a natural process, and the whole just the rapids and deteriorating and spiraling, spiraling down. But I love that as the extended metaphor throughout the whole thing. Yes. Isn't that interesting how they get in that off, off-screen dialogue immediately, immediately while we're still looking at the opening logo about destroying nature? And that reminds me so much of the end. So there's a, so they bury the body in the woods, and for all intents and purposes, they get away with it. And John Voight's character towards the end of the movie is haunted by th- these dreams where this hand is floating up out of the lake. And... Uh, you know, the, that that hand shot looks like it would be the the last shot of the film. That's almost what you'd think. Like, oh, boy, here it comes. And he wakes up and he's haunted by this Im- this like scenario, this image or whatever. And I think that, first of all, it's, I, it's one of the few dream sequences that it doesn't really trick you. It tricks you for just a few seconds and then you, you understand, okay, this is a dream. But it really illustrates that these men are haunted by it yes. forever. And in addition to that, they get... They get back to it when they show the shot. Just the next shot after it is the same lake, but no hand is That's coming correct. up. That's correct. And this is that the last moment from Inception. I don't. Did you ever see Inception? Of course, yes. So where oh, the, the spinning, top is spinning, spinning it's the same kind of thing of like we're waiting now for this hand to come up and it's not coming up, but we know it's going to ah. eventually. And I think to me that whole... The whole sequence there yes. is just, it's really, really masterful. I'm not a fan of dream sequences when they're horrific. We spoke about this a right. few weeks ago. I think it's a cheap shot, right. uh, but it sure worked. And it showed his inner demons. It yes. showed his inner demons. Yeah. Let's talk about the day for night stuff. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. And this we're being critical here, but um, I, I made a note on that, that this is obviously shot during the day and they put filters on and so on or the process if anybody doesn't know how day for night works day for night is a process in filmmaking uh, primarily done up until the 1970s um, when film was less sensitive to light 
filmmakers were required when they wanted to do a night scene, they basically shot during the day and through a chemical process and through different types of exposure, they could make it look like nighttime. But it never it quite it's the works. shadows. Yeah. It's the shadows you can that tell, are giveaway. Yeah. And and some of the, the chemicals don't they don't bleed right onto the, the face and stuff. It just looks not quite right. Um you get what they're going for. And I guess again with this movie they're trying to do so much with the skeleton crew. It's incredible the film it's that they got. Um, and so I'm willing to kind of dismiss this. It almost makes me wonder if Borman w- would ever be open to the idea of going back to the negatives and saying, can we scan these and do this digitally, like darken it digitally or something and try to create a different, better version of nighttime for that one sequence. Well, and it's, he's dead. Oh, John Borman. So he, well, he can't do that now. Well, you can't do like a so, zombie oh, so version? So a cinematographer. He's oh. dead. Sorry. Well, ahead. just get Burt Reynolds to the, do it. He's dead. That's, everyone's oh. dead. No, I, the other three are alive still, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you see that they went They went back to the river for their 40th anniversary? Wait, who's they? What? what? Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds and what? John Voight and Ned Beatty and Ronnie Cox. What are you telling me? They for the went 40th back anniversary there? of the movie's release, they went back? Yeah. Did they film anything? I I think it was some like a couple of reporters that like that knew about it, and then they just did it. Oh, isn't that crazy? That's great. And there was a couple of photographers who took some pictures. You know what I kept thinking about too during I didn't keep but it crossed my mind that we saw that wonderful uh, film on Burt Reynolds' life. Uh, mm-hmm. Something about what was that called? The about? Last Movie Star. Yes, and there was that the way they superimposed image yeah. of him talking to himself and they use scenes from, from deliverance movie, yeah. yeah so i thought about that while i was watching the movie a little bit and it wasn't quite burt reynolds but it was right right yeah. this movie is great J- J- by the way james dickey he's kind of a did you read up on this he's guy a, he puts a dick in he's Dickey. he's really is a dick yeah. he's great i mean there were stories about on the set before they filmed his punching scenes. john yeah, Berman. yeah you read about knocking his teeth out and so on but he was really good as the deputy. He was really good yeah. as the deputy. And again, we should say he wrote the novel. Uh, on which Did he write the screenplay? No. I, Borman started, like, one came with the screenplay, and that was what their big fight was all got about. It, got it, got it, Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. what? Something I liked is that there were virtually no women. Yes, there were a couple, but as opposed to Grey... Oh, look at the look I'm getting from our intern. However, as opposed to Greyhound... The Greyhound, no, just kidding. There's no doubt in front of that. Where it like went out of its way to, to have put two a, scenes with yeah. a female so we can see his love, which had nothing to, it's like it was scotch taped into the movie. Yep. It had no right. Here, it was, it's a guy's movie. And except for seeing the wife at the end, and I think we saw that old lady for one quick shot through the window at the beginning, uh, a hillbilly woman just right. looking out the window. There was all men and they didn't have to make excuses for that. Well, I think, I was t- saying this to producer Joey when we were watching it. I said, if they remade this movie now, <laughs> I love how you laugh because you know they, they would never. Go ahead, go ahead. But if they did, here's what it would be. It'd be a bunch of really hot, young, 20-something people. It'd be two white guys. Asian, one Asian black, and one oh, black. Oh, yeah, yeah. One black guy yeah. and a female. Yeah. You're right. You're and right. it would be the fe- just female would be, take the John Voight character. Yeah. yeah. It would be her of story. Of course. The arc. Yeah. You're right. How about that? You know, and you're being be funny, but there's also truth. To I'm what not you're even saying. being funny. You're not being, being for funny. Real. If that movie was made today, what do you mean I'm not being funny? Well, I thought <laughs> I'm trying to be funny right now. <laughs> if that movie, were, you're right. You're right. It would suck so hard. Yep. Don't re- don't touch this movie. Go see it. It's a good fucking movie as it stands. 
Yeah. You know, I, I feel bad for it because it came out the same year as The Godfather, 1972. That's right. That's and it right. just kind of got swept Did it, did it get, it wasn't yeah, appreciated it just, when it just didn't get, a, I mean, there were so many movies that came out that year that were just all really, really stellar. So. Yeah. Poor yeah. deliverance. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. John Voight. And you get the impression at the beginning that he's a, a good family man. You know, I worked with John Voight for a while. Yeah, I, so, I worked I a film with him. Do tell. I worked a film with him for, I was on the film for about a week, and uh, I was second AD, and I spent a lot of time with him. He was the nicest guy. Yeah. And, you know, people who say that, that, whenever you hear stories from Hollywood, it's always either, they're so nice, or they're such yeah, a dick. Yeah, yeah. And I would say most people are just humans. Like, they're just okay. I mean... I I played basketball with George Clooney. He's okay. He's nice. He's you know good guy. Not mean, but just a guy. John Voight was so fucking nice that I'm telling you, even if he wasn't famous, I'd be telling you about this actor on the set that was so fucking nice. Yeah, yeah. He was great, and um, just a real sweetheart. Took yeah. time. He was kind of talking about boxing with a lot of the other cast and crew. Just really took his time with everybody. Very sweet. And we said this a few years ago that truly he is an underappreciated actor. Oh, yeah. With his body of work. Yeah. With his entire body of work. He's fucking awesome in virtually everything he does. Yeah. Uh, I did see him once at a, a coffee shop I used to frequent and very approachable. Very you approachable. You just say gay bar. It's fine. <laughs> and I, I told him how much I enjoyed. I said I was really moved by the last 15 minutes of coming home. And he smiled at me. And oh, I he, thought you said you were moved by the last 15 minutes of coming. <laughs> that in too. Your home. That too. <laughs> Yeah, and I said, hey, you can't go wrong with Hal Ashby and Haskell Wexler. And he looked at me and nodded. He was really pleased that I knew those two names, mm-hmm. Hal Ashby and Hal. And he smiled and he said, yeah, we had good people there. And we shook hands and that was it. But he was so friendly. Oh, that was it? That, well, except for the sex. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely his story. He's the character who, who arcs, that's for sure. Yeah. What great, a movie. Great what selection. What a fucking movie. movie. Yeah. The, the acting, the cinematography, the music. Julie, we spoke about this too a few months ago about, and I read this and I read it in another source a couple days ago that it's true because I was watching for it when we have that um, slow kid playing the banjo, mm-hmm. that that is not his left hand going up and down the yeah, fret. Remember else's. I said that to yeah. you? And I, I, I felt sad and a, another source did acknowledge that. Yeah. So, uh, but, but you know, that sure kid became well. like a tour guide yeah, of yes, that area. And yes, yeah. I read that too. Yeah. And we talked about this too that they were their first they're in that little hut, but then later when they're going down the river, he's on top of the bridge, and right. they have that look as he's going under the bridge, like foreboding, yeah. foreboding. All is not well. Yeah. God, what a fucking movie this is. It's it's. What sucks about this movie? No, um, day for night. That's about it. Yeah, seriously, day for night. If I had they to find do their own fucking stunts, and some yeah, of these stunts I know are unreal. And, and did you read that they weren't insured? Yes, you read that because you, what you, the well, fuck? I didn't read it. But you know what happened is that oh, producer Joey made me pause the movie. I had to pause the movie because she was like, "I have to, I just have to look some stuff up." She's like, "I got to know more about what's going on," and so we paused it and we started talking about the fact that they weren't doing their stunts. And I said, "This must have." I said, "Nowadays you could never do it because the insurance would never let That's you right. take your." actors your main actors in and and do these kind of stunts with them you know tom cruise has to go through so much insurance rigmarole in order for him to do these stunts right it's insane and he has to sign off on all of this shit and you know i'm sure he has to put a bunch of his money up against the film and everything else in order just to do the stunts so she and she did the research she said oh yeah they didn't have insurance 
fuck? That's even crazier. You don't have insurance on a movie like this with some pretty major stunt work. How would they allow that? I, they I, just, I, I think they just did it. Yeah. They just said, we're yeah. fucking in Georgia. What are you going to do? Is, Spurt Reynolds was a superstar. No, he oh, wasn't. He, was this early before John, that? This was, this was his first real film. He had done TV and stuff. This is pre-mustache. Did you notice? No mustache. That's right. That's right. This was John Voight was the big one because he had just come off Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, there's a scene where Burt Reynolds does a flip yes. out of the canoe. Yes. And they tried it with the dummy. You read that. Well, that you? was him sliding down, I think. Okay. But he did a flip, like yeah. a full-on f- yeah. like front flip out of the canoe. And then John Voight, those climbing sequences on the rock. That really was him actually climbing. That's yes. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That it's really crazy what they were doing. And they tried it with a dummy going down the the, the cliff. Right, it didn't and, look right. Yeah, and the director said, "Looks like a dummy." That's what he said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he said, "Looks like a dummy." Well, I'm sure it did. Wrong. Yeah, it probably did. What a movie! What a, and you know, what, I, let me say, the storyline is somewhat simple, but it's so textured. Yes. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like in three sentences you can kind of say it. And did they kill the right guy? We're not sure. They're not, the but beauty but of the this film, and let me tell you texturing. why this movie is anti-wave. I'm going to jump to it right okay, now. Okay, go, go. No, you don't know the truth. I know. And I know. the characters know. don't know the truth. Yeah. No, no one knows, and it I never know. satisfies, I know. I know. and that's not even and the point. And I love ambiguity when it's intelligent. Yes. And this is in- intelligent and ambiguity. And real. Yes. It's true. Yes, yes. It's this idea of, okay, did our friend get shot or did he commit we don't suicide? Know. We don't know. And then I killed really the man. That really was his body, by the way. Contour- right, yeah. Yeah, he this. could be double-jointed. Running, running yeah. back. Yeah. So then John Voigt climbs up the mountain, finds some guy with a gun, kills him, and then wonders, did I kill the they right man? They looked at the teeth. They weren't sure. <sighs> they weren't Fuck. sure. Did and we I kill the right that. person? And I love that. It's crazy. That's really that's something else. <laughs> so that's what I mean when I said it's basically simple, and but it's not. Simple. Can I also point out? Yeah. Even though they had a little bit of the fighting where they're like, no, they're a little bit of yelling at each other about burying the body in the first place. It was also realistic. It was. This is how all these other movies, when everybody's screaming and yelling at each other, this is how it should. Be. Yeah. Yeah. It was natural. It, it, it was, was like, it was whoa, real. we just fucking killed yeah. somebody. It's the way people really talk. Right. It's the way people really talk. Good choice. <sighs> that was great. That was great. Money shots. this movie's dick anymore? I don't know if that's <laughs> no, possible. No, money shots. Money, what uh, some... money shot. Man, this whole yeah, movie's I know. a money shot. All right, how can you not go with dueling banjos? That's definitely a money shot. Yeah. For me now, I think it's going to be that church. That church just made such a big impact on me. But also Bruce, uh, Bruce Willis, I was about to say Bruce Willis. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Burt Reynolds doing the front flip out of the canoe is going to be yeah. just some really good rafting in this, even though they're not good rafters. Uh, it's a good rafting scenes and shots. I don't know, man. I, I know. Movies, the whole movie is Squeal like a pig. All I know. Of it. I know. It's all fucking I know. Great. Agreed. Agreed. And I do have a squeal like a pig. The whole, but prior, moments before the squeal like a pig, the whole confrontation was so anxiety provoking. Yeah. Just watching this dance, you know, between John, the hillbillies and yes, and Ned two, Beatty and John. Yes, Boyd. the four of them, and man, it was so it. You get fucking nervous. You're like sweaty palms watching that whole that whole sequence. There was also a moment that stands out in my mind, and a, a good friend of mine mentioned this. And it's been years since he saw the movie, but for him, and I think it's for me also, and you'll appreciate this. When John Voight looks up after the rape sequence and sees Burt Reynolds through the foliage yes. with bow and arrow. Beautiful. That shot, that shot 
man, it's just, it's, it's in my brain. Yeah. It's in my brain. Just. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Is it anti-wave? Yeah. You go. Yeah. I think this is anti-wave. I, I, I'm more biased because I like the film. Um, it does have a kind of a three act structure here. So mm-hmm. that's going to pull it down a little bit. Um, the fact that they went there and they shot it the way they shot it. Mm-hmm. And yet it still came out really beautiful. Yes. I mean, usually movies like this suffer under that those kind of conditions. They're not Some very pretty. Some scenes were kind of gorgeous. Yeah. Some scenes were really pretty to look at. I know. And so I'm kind of, I'm torn here because there is a main character, right? You, you'd want to say, oh, it's all four of them. It's not all four of them. It's John Voight. Right. And right. does he get what he wants at the end? Well, well, um, uh, yes. We don't know. It, well, he does. Well, but th- it was like the lesser of two but he's evils. He's got demons. Yeah, he's got demons. I if, don't know. What do you think? If we can agree, their protagonist obviously is John Voight, and he does kill someone. He does kill someone, and he gets away with it. Yeah, that's anyway. That is anyway. That's anyway. He does end someone's life, and he gets away with it. I, the most anti-wave part of this is the fact that we don't know. A lesser film would yeah. have yeah. have revealed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Here's the yeah. truth. No, paint you don't by numbers, need to. Paint by numbers. No, the ambiguity is gorgeous. This film, just wonderful, intelligent. Well, and I had heard that uh, James Dickey had said, of all things, you cannot reveal, uh, like you can't be definite about whether or not Ronnie Cox was shot out of that canoe or whether he committed suicide. You can't. And he was very, very That's adamant right. about that. Right. And he's right. He made the right call in that right, way. It right. can't be this clear-cut thing. It needs to be like, well, what happened? We don't know. So <sighs> I think as far as it being anti-wave. Yeah, you're going to go. I think you're going to go 8.2. Yeah. 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 I, I'm definitely biased because I think it's a great film. Oh, and it makes me want to increase the number. But that's not what the scale is about. The scale is about how much does this buck the Hollywood system. And I think it does. I mean – you just got the skeleton crew going out into the southern part of Tennessee. You know, I used to to do whitewater on those uh, on those. My church group when I was in high school used to go down there on the Chilhawee and do those. The most startling thing about the story is you're in a church group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the those rivers, those rapids are really fun to whitewater raft. I've shot the rapids. I did twice. Yeah, with a photograph, right? <laughs> no, no, I was up in Northern California, Stanislaus. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, I went river rafting. It, you're talking about like in a bathtub. Well, it was a big bathtub. <laughs> nice. All right. This was a great. You, did you movie. give an, a, an, uh, an anti-wave rating? Oh, eight point two. Okay. Yeah, All eight point right. two. Cool. Um, this movie had everything going for it, and I love the extended metaphor throughout. Cool. And the acting, and the look, and the music. Hey, everything. man, who died this week? Gotta tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they done turned to dust. Uh, Becky Mullen, 56-year-old American actress, a lot of TV, but she was also in a few films, um, including um, Hard Hunted. Uh, also, now this... <laughs> That's one of your favorites, yeah, huh? Hard. I want to talk about this. We lost someone who was very dear to me, and I'll explain why. Jacqueline Scott. She was an American actress, and she appeared in a number of films. Uh, there when were mostly... you say films like that, I know you mean softcore porn. Well, that too. Uh, she she did mostly west mostly westerns and in one film Fire Creek she was James Stewart's wife and so on. Mm. But I want to say that she did a lot of television, including 
three episodes of Perry Mason, the old series, eight episodes of Gunsmoke, eight episodes. She was in a classic Twilight Zone episode where the astronaut comes back and looks at his wife and says, you're behaving different. I remember that episode. She was in a classic Outer Limits episode with Cliff Robertson. A lot of TV. However, here's where it struck home. She was Moving in, on. Nah, don't do this to me. I've been waiting all week for this. She was in five episodes of The Fugitive. She played the part of Dr. Richard Kimball's sister. She was obviously in the two-parter, the judgment part one and two, which was the highest rated TV show for episodic TV up to that point. But she was also in an episode, and I want to just express what I'm feeling here. There was an episode called Running Scared where Dr. Kimball went back to Stafford, Indiana because his father died, and there was the sister, and they could talk for only five minutes. It was shot at the L.A., the LA uh, sports arena, which isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. That's been leveled. And the exchange that that brother and sister have was so powerful for me that I remember it more than 50 years later. I've watched it many times on YouTube. It just mm-hmm. does something to me. It resonates to me. And she was like the anchor of keeping that show going, even though she's only in five episodes out of 120. But um, just a wonderful character actress, but real prolific, did a lot of stuff. And I'm on these Facebook fan pages, and they're all showing that scene that that was shot Aww. in L.A. There's so many people are making comments to that scene where she and her brother, Richard Kimball, have a wonderful talk for five minutes. But then, of course, Lieutenant Gerard shows up. Kimball! And then, of course, they start running through the... Okay, anyway. She's dead. Let me ask you a question about the future, because you're kind of an expert on the future. I am an expert on it. Do you... Okay, objectify yourself, because I know you like the show. It's 120 episodes. Does it get really repetitive there in the middle for some of them? For me, it didn't, because it was like an anthology. Mm. And every week, he was interacting with different people. In fact... The, the chase with either the one-armed man or the lieutenant obsessed with his capture was only in like 10% of all the episodes that were shot. Uh, most, of the episodes ha- most of the episodes had to do with other people, other communities getting involved, then having to move on on the run. But the fact that he was a fugitive and most of the episodes really didn't play into it, it was almost an excuse to have a really cool episodic anthology series. Yeah, was yeah. It so good? it didn't. I mean, yes. each episode was good. They were really, really terrific. My like issue, the Twilight Zone, almost as good as the Twilight Zone. My issue was it ran for four years, black and white for the first three years, color the fourth. The show belongs in black and white. It was very film noir. It felt like a black and white series. See, I heard that they shot season two and three in color, but they just broadcasted in black no, and white. It's not true. Oh yeah, I've got all these black and. I'm fucking with me. Don't you dare try to fuck with me because I'm an authority on the fugitive. Hey, this one next one really hurts a lot. This person normally would get the uh, the silver spotlight award, yeah, but someone else is getting it. Wilford Brimley. Mm. Everyone like that's His mustache. Every, yeah, the mustache. Everyone talks about that droopy walrus like mustache. And hey, let's, let's do a little quick experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, intern Annika, look up uh, Wilford Brimley and see if you recognize what he looks like. Do you think she's gonna know? No, no, of course not. You don't think so? No, no, she won't know. Look at a picture of him. Look at a picture of Wilford Brimley and tell me if you recognize them. And while she's doing that, American actor 85, he was in the Twilight, he was in the China Syndrome. He was in The Thing. He oh, was yeah, yeah, good yeah. He in, was the great thing. in The Thing. Uh, Cocoon, other films including The Natural. Robert, he was in the original True Grit. I didn't oh, know that. He? he was the first True Grit, the bad one. I don't remember that. With John Wayne, I don't remember Hold on, either. let's find out. We have a picture. I've seen this picture. You've seen that picture before? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who he is. <laughs> 
He was in the electric Annika, horse. If you could, if you could hit it right down the middle, you did it because you both know yeah, him you played and it don't both know ways. him. You, you played it both ways. Uh, electric Horseman, Tender Mercies, The Firm, Cocoon. Yeah, yeah, great character actor, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, character actor. But um, we all kind of feel sad and about that. And the diabetes guy. Yes, commercials on yes, diabetes. Yes, suppose very outspoken about about that. Uh, the Coroner's Corner Silver Spotlight Award. I was going to give it to Dick Van Dyke, but what? Eh, yeah, he's dead too. What? Yeah, good guy. Yeah, bye bye, Birdie. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Whatever. He's but dead. But he did those. He was the oh, Chim- Mary Poppins, yeah. Mary Poppins, and and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, dead. But he doesn't get the Silver Spotlight Award. You know who does? Who? A really prolific, terrific director, Sir Alan Parker. Why'd you call me, Sir? <laughs> he was not. I didn't realize that he was a sir. This guy, you know, I want to say something before I rattle off a few of his films. I think you'll agree with him, with me. He was like utilitarian. He didn't have a specific look. I think you're right. Utilitarian director, but he was always solid. Yep. And his movies were real good, but not like Spielberg where we have the slow zoom in on a child's face. Yeah. But And I respect this more, that he didn't have that certain kind of look. This guy you could, directed. You could pull him up off the uh, out of the dugout and, and always get a good single or double off of him. <laughs> Well said. Oh, I've got a lot of baseball metaphors going analogies. on today. He directed Midnight Express. He did Pink Floyd's The Wall, Mississippi Burning. He got when the uh, Pink BAFTA. Floyd The Wall is a really good film. It's a very talking about anti wave. That's yeah, an anti wave yeah. film right there. We don't Fucking need way. your education. It's, we don't need no yeah. education. Hey, teacher, Which, leave those kids alone. See, the irony of that song for me when I was a kid was that's a double negative. I think you do need some education. <laughs> He was the director of other movies, including Bugsy Malone, which I mentioned a few yeah. weeks ago. Fame, The Commitments, which I liked a lot. Did you ever see that? I don't film? think I've seen it. I saw, it's a rock and roll band. It was I know really what cool. It's about. Avita, yeah. Angela's Ashes, Birdie, Shoot the Moon, Angel Heart, Angel Heart, The Life of David Gale, hey, featuring uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a terrific, terrific director, Alan Parker. Dead at seventy-six, young. Well, <sighs> sad. But there you go. You know what happens. Well, uh, do you want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Okay, top five this week is River. River. Movies. Yeah. So I did yeah, come up with my You go first. River Phoenix movies. I'm gonna go first. I want you to go first. You know, there's an interesting thing that happened a year ago. Because it's my birthday and I picked my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time. Robert, by definition, don't I have to have Deliverance as number one. Because I think oh. two years ago, I didn't. It was Woody Allen movies, Annie Hall, and I didn't have Annie Hall, and you gave me a really hard time. He said, but this is your birthday. That's your choice. How can it not be your number one? Anyway, I thought about that. It's funny. <laughs> I really just like bananas a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like bananas. All right. My number five? Mm-hmm. Bridge on the River Kwai. I had do, a feeling do, this was going to be do, do, do. Dude, I saw that recently. David Lean directed that. Mm-hmm. William Holden, Alec Guinness was in this movie. And first of all, please guess the year for us. Uh, this is in the '60s, right? It wasn't. So there would have been like seventy. Fifties. Fifty-seven. Really? You thought it was more recent? Oh, I thought it was. I would have said like '66. Really? Yeah. No, this is 1957. Oh man, I was that, way off. Uh, Bridge on I the didn't River. Realize Clyde. it was that. Yeah. Old, that old. Yep. 1957, and. Uh, Madness. Madness. Okay. And blowing up the yeah. blowing up the bridge. Yeah. yeah. A plunger. That's it? That's it. All right. My movie is from 1991. Are we going to overlap? Mm, I don't think so. No. Yes, we will. No. On one think. of them. No. Yeah, we will. Okay. You're fucking with uh, me. We're, gonna, we're not going to overlap on this one. 
you're going to be pretty happy. You're going to be. You're gonna be did proud. you come up? Wait, okay, wait. Are you out of the box on a few, or did you go literal? I I guess out of the box, but when I say it, you're going to go. Well, no, that's a river from 1991, Terminator 2, the L.A. River. <laughs> Told you. You know, that was shot at Sepulveda Dam and also at downtown LA, I assume, too. Right. But that whole sequence, was that the motorcycle thing? Yeah, the motorcycle yeah. chase sequence oh, from, from Terminator it's not, 2. That's so funny. And while maybe not Poor a river movie, a river. everyone makes fun of the LA River. such a good sequence, sequence. that you, you got to acknowledge it, right? That's great. That's yeah. great. So I, I put Terminator 2 in there. It's been a while since I've seen Terminator 2. When's the last time you saw it? I saw it in theater when it first came out. But um, I haven't seen, seen it since. It since? No, I haven't seen it since. But I sure do remember that LA River sequence. That's funny, Robert. All right, all right, that's good. Uh, my number four, and I wonder if you saw this. I saw it not too long ago. The African Queen. The African Queen. Yes, I did a long time ago. Where they're on the boat the whole time, mm-hmm. arguing mm-hmm. and fussing and fight. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, this star- directed by John Huston. I forgot John Huston directed this thing, and obviously with Humphrey Bogart and uh, Catherine Hepburn. Also Theodore Bakel. Uh, Theodore Bakel was in it. Yeah, you know who that is, don't you? No. Oh, you don't know. Yeah, he's. It was in uh, Fiddler, Fiddler on the Roof. If I were a rich man. Oh, is that the? Da, da, da. But it, he didn't do the movie. But he did it on Broadway, and that upset oh. a lot of people when they brought somebody else in to do it. All right. Who anyway. did it in the in the on in uh, the movie? Somebody we never heard of. Some Israeli actor. Yeah. Um, but African Queen. Do you feel like taking a stab on the year? It's early. Oh, I say again. I was going to go to the sixties. No. Fifty-one. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's my number four. I got your back. Okay. 1984 brought us a sequel. And it was a sequel to a... It was, a, it was actually a prequel to an iconic character named Indiana Jones. And in 1984, he went to the Temple of Doom and had a big fight yeah. over the river. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, fell into the alligators yeah, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I went, that was cool. great. Yeah, yeah. So I threw that one in there. Good. Now, I will tell you from this point up, I played a little more straight. Because this is a sequence. It's not really the bulk of the film. Right. So you're fudging a little bit, but we're going to let it slide. That's good. We spoke about this one also a few weeks ago, Robert. And uh, I'll give you a hint, and it's with Meryl Streep. We spoke about the River Wild. I really liked it. I really thought this was a solid film. Uh, oh, Four. That's right. You got that right. I mentioned this once before, and you were surprised when I remind you that Curtis Hansen uh, directed this, who did L.A. Confidential and Hand That Rocks the Cradle. How about that? Yep. So he was the director, and it was uh, with Kevin Bacon, of course, was just terrific. He was lots of fun in this movie. And this movie also, I was really impressed with how it was shot. Um, solid movie, The River Wild, my number three. My number three yes. is from 1988. And I've talked about this movie before. And Hints, give us hints. You haven't seen it. You don't, you don't know it. Sometimes it's a, it surprise you. It's a Canadian film. Mm. There's hardly any talking in it. Mm. It's live action, so it's not animated, but the main character is a bear. 1988's The Bear. <laughs> this movie is fantastic. It's beautiful. And a lot of it happens along this river. These, um, these hunters are chasing this bear. Um, the, the premise is that this bear's mom dies. It's cub. And 
gets kind of it starts following this older male bear around the male bear is kind of protecting it and taking care of it even though it does you can kind of tell he doesn't want him around and it's a lot of these like human emotions that are placed on these animals it's fascinating film work it's really really good and i saw it when i was a kid it blew me away saw it again when i was older and i started crying it was it's an incredible movie it's called the bear 1988 wow what B-E-A-R you got? the bear b-a-r-e like when you're naked i'm not gonna even dignify that <laughs> what do you got what's your number two 1975 no ni- that's wrong it was 1979 yeah it was definitely 1979 um 1979 mm-hmm. a river movie come on come on with marlon brando oh apocalypse now yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good one it re- you know obviously the river's an extended metaphor for going in deeper and deeper the novel hearts of darkness uh by uh conrad right and uh we had uh, robert duvall wasn't that martin sheen and uh coppola francis ford directed that and that's my number two apocalypse now River movie. My number two is a movie we haven't talked about on this show. I don't think you've seen before, but it stars Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah. 2004, there's a movie called Mean Creek. Really? And the premise is that this this group of people are being bullied all the time by this. They're a bunch of kids, and they're being bullied by this one. I guess that's that's usually the case when you're being bullied because you're not bullied by like... When, when you're in the 40s, you're being bullied, and you're like, oh, you're bullying. You just avoid that person. Um, I, I guess you actually, could. You're, uh, I find that an interesting. I think you could be bullied adult on adult You bullying. could, but that's not usually the term you would use, right? You wouldn't call it bullying. Anyway, they're being bullied. You bully me. Mm, fuck off. <laughs> see? Don't you see me. <laughs> um, so they, they convince them that they're going to go out on this like canoe trip down this river and they get him on the boat and then they're recording like video recording and they're, they're going to kill him and they have this plan to kill him and then he gets pissed off and starts bullying them and then Roy Culkin's character pushes him off the boat and kills him and then they're trying to hide the body and bury it and everything else and it's like these kids and they've kind of done something very similar to deliverance but now it's like these kids and they're they fuck everything up because they don't know how the world works quite well you know and they're trying to cover their tracks and it becomes this whole spiraling out of control thing once they get back to society and they're like what happened in, in the creek like what happened back there in the in the woods what's it called now? Mean, mean creek mean creek it's a wow. good movie wow yeah i never heard of it yeah it's really good that's your number two number two am i number one mm-hmm Deliverance. Deliverance is my number one. We, both have, we overlap for all the reasons we've already said. Yeah. That's it. 1972. Oh, yeah. I got it. 1972. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You want to play the year game on that? Uh, any scoops? Uh, yeah, we did um, Stand By Me. That They went down to the river to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus they were going over the river the whole time they were following the river. Right. Right. And they were like walking next to it and over it, the right. train tracks right. and everything. Right, else. right, right, right. Um, insomnia. I don't know if you remember. I insomnia. saw that in the theater. And remember, they're running on like the glaciers. Mm. There's a whole chasing scene. Glaciers are a frozen river, my friend. We'll do that one next week. Yeah. Top glacier, <laughs> glacier movies. movies. <laughs> that's very. That's very funny. <laughs> Oceans, rivers, glaciers. What's the the Any body of water? Iger Station. What's the one with the, the Iger Sanction? I, yeah, Iger Sanction. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Was submarine? Was that the one submarine? No, that was the no. cliff climbing. Yeah, that What's was the one with the submarine? The Z. Oh, fucking A. Where the submarine comes up underneath the polar ice cap. Ice Station Zebra? Ice Station Zebra. I know my movies. You must love movies. Well, you know who directed that? Who? John Sturgis oh, did The Great there Escape. You go. I know my stuff. Um, scoops. Other scoops. So that's your, that's your scoop. I have. No, those are my scoops. I have two. You got a bunch? Well, I, I'm assuming that. Huckleberry Finn. I thought must, about you, this. Must have, but I, I'm sure they were on a raft on the river, on the Mississippi. Yeah. So, but I couldn't recall any visual of that, so I don't even know if I saw the movie. I used to teach the novel. <laughs> Does that count for anything? No. <laughs> Good thing you put it as a scoop. Hey, also I mentioned, uh, I included as a scoop, River Runs Through It. River, remember that movie? Mm-hmm. And Robert Redford directed that one too. And it's a very sweet, nice, pretty movie to look at. So that too is a river. Also, Whitewater Summer with Kevin Bacon and Sean Astin. Oh. Yeah. That's familiar to me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've, yeah. You feel like you've heard about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard about that movie recently. <laughs> hey, if anybody yeah. has any movies that we missed, any river movies. What should they do? They can reach out to us. How? They can send us an email, Ira. Where? Where? Our email is robert at antiwavepodcast.com. Oh. Or. And slash or Ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or they can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle on both of those yes. is at Anti-Wave Pod. And Anti-Wave Pod. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? Just like the hillbilly's teeth, we are all <laughs> over the teeth. place. You can find us on, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Go to go to Spotify. Go to our website. Throw us a few bucks over Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving. Hey, Ira, mm. next what, week. What are we doing? Tell us. We're going to watch yes. American Pickle. Yeah, I've been hearing about this film. Simon Rich yeah. is my favorite author that is like a favorite modern American author, man. He, I, I, I think I would say worldwide. He's so fucking good. And he wrote this as a novella. I wrote it, read it a long time ago. I'm so excited about this movie because he's, he's one of the greatest writers that's living today. I'm telling you, this guy's great. So he wrote the novella. They turned it into this movie. Um, I'm excited about it. Should be streaming this week. And we'll check it out. American Pickle. I hope it is. Yeah. Or we can go to the theater and watch it together. No, let's go to the theater. Yeah, yeah. I'll meet you there. Yeah. Wear a mask. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, let's give uh, Intern Annika a round of applause. We're doing a great job. Woo! <laughs> producer Joey, a round of applause. Yeah. And let's give Ira a round of applause for living to be uh, <laughs> 73 Seven. years old. All right, yeah. nice. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Thank you for my gifts. Absolutely. I'm really, I don't know which one I like more. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> The, you know, House Bunny is the gift that keeps on giving. Well, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I'm sure you will. Yeah. You'll watch it. Yeah. In fact, why don't you leave right now? So All right. I'm leaving right okay, now. Okay, then do it. Get out of here. Well, until go, then, go. Keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. This virus is good. Well, yeah, uh, we like this virus. <laughs>